to some news back home. When you buy a, a ticket to travel on Qantas, you probably think you've brought a fare for a flight that has a pretty good chance of taking off and uh, getting to your destination, but that's not necessarily the case, according to the defence that Qantas is using to answer allegations that it sold fares for flights that didn't exist. So let's get more on that. We're joined this morning by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan, who's been following this saga closely. Peter, if you're not buying a specific fare when you travel on Qantas, what's exactly going on uh, when your credit card's billed for a specific flight? Well, good morning, Tom. This is where it gets uh, pretty interesting because in its defence to allegations from the consumer watchdog, uh, the ACCC, Qantas says it's selling a bundle of rights rather than a guarantee for a specific flight or fare, which might surprise some people who book a fare, get a confirmation, see it on the Qantas website where you go to the Manage Booking section where you can actually choose seats, uh, book baggage or pay for an upgrade. Now, cynics might um, note that there is a fee if you um, have bought a conditional fare and you get onto Qantas and try to change it, particularly at the last moment. But this uh, Qantas defence really does go down to the fine print, the terms and conditions that we all love. Qantas says, uh, yes, mistakes were made. It fully accepts that customers were let down. But their argument is that the ACCC's case ignores the realities of the aviation industry, that airlines can't guarantee specific flights and that by purchasing a bundle of contractual rights, uh, Qantas will do its best, but there's no promise to provide a particular flight that will operate on any particular schedule. Now, this defence is already being viewed as being highly technical, legalistic, and uh, based on a lot of that fine print that most people don't read but should read, but it is designed for a federal court defence, but really it might not fly in the court of public opinion where the Qantas reputation is already in tatters. At the same time, you know, Qantas does have a range of reasons for delaying or cancelling flights at the height of the pandemic. Will these help the Qantas defence? Oh, there's, there's no doubt that there were extenuating circumstances and the defence uh, from Qantas refers extensively to the scale of the problem at the height of the pandemic where Qantas says it had to process 415,000 itinerary changes in February and March last year alone that Qantas staff needed uh, time to establish alternative uh, travel options uh, to avoid further blowouts in call centre wait times, noting there was also human error. Uh, The background also being that systems really did struggle to cope. There were huge spikes in uh, staff sick leave at Qantas and self-quarantine requirements left the airline short staff, meaning cancelling a lot of flights that had already been in the system with fares purchased. The defence says uh, this is not a case of fees for no service, uh, that Qantas did not profit uh, from the delays or cancellations. But the question is whether any of this uh, defence will be enough to beat the ACCC's allegations back in August that Qantas engaged in, quote, false, misleading or deceptive behaviour. The ACCC, Gina Cass-Gottlieb, has said that she wants a penalty in the vicinity of $250 million against Qantas uh, to deter others from similar behaviour. Given the reputational damage that you just mentioned there, would Qantas have considered doing a deal to settle the case with the ACCC? 
Yeah, well, there had been um, a lot of speculation that Qantas would try to uh, settle this case, firstly to ensure that it doesn't become a a costly, protractive legal battle uh, that makes it even harder to rebuild its reputation and also to ensure that uh, the new Chief Executive Vanessa Hudson and Chairman Richard Goiter, maybe even former CEO Alan Joyce, don't end up being cross-examined in the witness box. There's also the risk that the Qantas defence about selling this bundle of rights rather than a specific fare won't be winning over the travelling public, increasingly uh, cynical and sceptical. And, of course, the timing isn't great with the Qantas annual general meeting on Friday in Melbourne where Vanessa Hudson and Richard Goiter will be facing a lot of shareholder anger. Helen Joyce, uh, of course, retired as uh, chief executive two months early, a few days after the ACCC allegations hit. And now Richard Goiter says he'll be retiring as chairman sometime next year and two other directors will be retiring early in February. So uh, a lot of pressure from the Australian Shareholders Association, some big superannuation funds and these firms that advise big investors. A protest vote against the board in some fashion is likely given the massive reputational damage and also a very damaged Qantas share price, which has lost around 20% of its value so far this year. Peter, thanks very much for joining us. Peter Ryan there, the ABC senior business correspondent. Almost time for the news. The Australian dollar, 63.7 US cents.